Welcome to the Crap Beercast. I'm Josh. That's Jeff. Hey, what's happening? Wells is here. Yeah, man. I'm here with some energy today. Hope y'all are ready. I'm ready. Cool. Postman just walked up and they've already been here once, so I was very confused about Okay, cool. Uh, anyway, so what have you been up to? Well, uh, so Liz and I have been tracking the breweries that we visited together, and uh, over the weekend we hit 198 and 199. Nice. Uh, 198 was New Belgium in Asheville. Okay. And 199 was actually something real special. So I could like talk about that as a show topic if we wanted to, because I feel like we all did something we did together too. We did. What did what did we do? Well, so well, I mean, okay, like before you. Before you glom onto this and make it a we thing, I, I so was Josh busy. and I have been trying to, you know, like get out and go brewery hopping for I don't know four months, yeah, five months, something like that, and the can and just kept getting kicked down the road. This, yeah, this got happened, and then work, travel, and then that happened, and then I, you know, like there was always some excuses. So the idea was we wanted to go out and hit two to three spots, uh, some place that I've been that I like that Josh hadn't been to, some place that Josh has been to that he likes that I haven't been to. And then kind of a third, like, let's land someplace that isn't going to be a risk for either of us. Right, yeah, we're just going to audible in a third. Yeah, so, because um, Josh hadn't been to the, you know, the, the location yet, even though he's had the beer, I'm like, well, we're going to Monday night. We're starting Monday night. Yep. I'm very hungry for their pizza. Yep. Josh proceeded to make fun of me for eating said pizza. Yeah, you housed a whole pizza. But it's not, I mean, like, it's like a 10-inch pizza. I it's know, a thin I know, of, I Like, know. this isn't even, like... It's slightly bigger than Mod, which doesn't really say anything. No, it doesn't. Um, but yeah, it went there and had their Oktoberfest and um, some IPAs. Had some IPAs, walked out with a bunch of cans. Well, Josh yeah. walked out with a bunch of cans. Yep. And then I, I bought a six pack and yep. two, two sixers and a four pack. Um, early review. That's a nice building. I did not realize it was so big. It's fucking huge. Um, very weird that there was a child's birthday party in there. They weren't loud. I will give them that. Just what we've talked about on the show. It's just a weird fucking thing that it's, you know, like it's one thing that you're having your child's birthday party, which again, like, okay, the kid probably was less than five years old. So the kid doesn't care. Right. They get to run around and play and be a monster and whatever. And again, they were quiet. What really blew my mind was we walked in there and it was maybe seven minutes after 12. Like, and they opened at 12. Right. And that thing was already like, they had hit the ground running. So maybe yep. they op- maybe they had like an, they, like an 11 o'clock event space kind of thing, maybe Possible. for all I know. Um, Possible. That really didn't bother me as much. Because, I mean, like that was way off on the side and we were down by the bar. But yeah. the the people who brought their dog, who they were plenty happy to let sit there and bark. Yes. Like, it got me thinking, like, you know, how much of a monster would I be to make some, like, I don't know, CBD gummy dog treats that I just kind of like, oh, your dog's so cute. Can I give him one of these homemade treats that I make with spent grains and CBD? You know, and just, like, dope out their dog so it'll or shut up. Or you just up. buy the CBD treats that exist for dogs. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't, like, <laughs> Why I don't, take the extra you, Yeah, you, you know how deep I'm into the scene. Okay, but the point being, like, it goes back to the, the normal conversation we have. When I'm at a bar, if I'm acting stupid, acting a fool, screaming at the top of my lungs, I'm going to be asked to leave. Yep. But for some reason with kids and dogs, that doesn't fly. And it like just whatever kind of parent you are, 
dog parent, child parent, please control them. Control it. Because control there's it. other people there trying to have a good time, too. Exactly. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, didn't super ruin, I will say. Uh, so next up, we went to Hotfly. So, Jeff, that was your first yeah, time there. What do yeah. you think? You know, after having a couple of the Hotflies here on the show, like I, like they really started to get me excited about what they have to make. And, you know, it's, it's weird because I don't like the hazy style, but there's something about their recipes that, that are clicking for me right now. Not all of them, right. but, but a lot of them were. And uh, my, my daughter works at a, a, a beer garden up in the Raleigh area, and they get hot fly all the time, which is kind of weird, but whatever. And They're from Rocky Mount, or originally. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So then that, I guess that does make sense. But, uh, you know, like she, she would say, oh, yeah, we got this one on, and I really like it, and yada, yada. And so, like, I was excited to go in, and I, so help me, like, I like my expectations were met. You know, like, it was great. Like, they had a lot of cans, almost too many cans to choose from. They had a lot on the menu, almost too many things on the menu. Yeah. Um, you know, I totally understand. Like, to me, it is the, like, South End version of Divine Barrel. Okay. They have lots of West Coast. They have uh, lots of Hazy for the people that want that. They have the Berliner for the people that want the fruited sour. Like, they just have a little bit of everything. And, like, that's what I, you know, like, it's a, it was a very nice, open, airy space. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to going back. Well, and, and, and not only that, but like not crowded at all when we showed up. There well, was, to be fair. It was about to be. It was about to be, which they did warn us, and yeah. that's why we, we got out when we did. Well, that, you saw me texting with my friends. They had gone over to uh, the new Sycamore and then went Ugh. to, yeah, I know, and then went to Monday night. He's like, it was a freaking madhouse in there. And I'm like, yeah, it was probably, what, 3 o'clock? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, all right, there you go. That's why I, whenever we go brewery hopping, I play my old man card. And yep. I'm like, we're going, we're going when they open. Yep. So that we can be done before everybody gets done with brunch. Yeah, because the wife immediately she was like, "Why are you leaving so early?" And I'm like, "Because we always hit those places the second they open, because it's chill and it's not crazy." Right. Because and you don't necessarily love a crowd. Nope. And and I don't, I I don't like my experience being smashed by uncomfortable and too many people and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like I'm not nearly quite as far down the road as you are when it comes to being around people. But like, I just, I want to go out. I want to have a couple beers, go to a different spot, have a couple beers, go to, you know, and like, I, I don't want, which, I, and I was going to say, I mean, it, it, you could see how hot flight could fill up really fucking quick. hundred percent. And it could Especially be very on game day. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. could be very uncomfortable. Well, very what quickly. do you say? They like, an hour or so before a game, they normally have the two lines, lines out, out the, the door, door. Yep. which is crazy, but I get it. I mean, good for them. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, like we kept, so we were talking to the manager and we're trying to, I, I need to email him and have some communication, but, you know, we're, we're kind of trying to nicely ask the, the basic question, how in the hell did Unknown fail? And, yeah. You know, I made a comment about, you know, maybe it was the brewer and he's like, well, like, that guy stayed on with us. And yep. I'm like, okay, so that's not it. Yeah. Like, yeah. When I heard that, happened? I was like, yeah, what? I'm like, what happened here? Because if unknown had been making that kind of beer, they probably would still be around. Oh, hundred percent. But like all of their, I shouldn't say all of their beer, but the majority of their beer was trash. Yeah. And he, and the owner even would admit to it once a year. Oh, this wasn't, doesn't live up to our standards, whatever. But, yeah. but yeah, it was super fun. Good time. We finished off at uh, Southern strain. Uh, I hadn't been to their Charlotte location. 
I prefer the ambiance of the Concord location. The it's Concord just, is just, it's an amazing spot. There, it, there's just something about that smell of like mm-hmm. dusty, you know, wheel grease. Yep. And uh, it almost has that like old bowling alley kind of smell to it. It just, I don't know, there's something. And plus they've got the hot box um, kitchen there. And, you know, like it's just, it's really hard to... Which, replicate that in the little small space they have. Which I thought they were supposed to open that in the Charlotte one. I don't don't know what ended up happening with there. And I will. I don't I, know where in the world they would put a kitchen in that place. To be honest with you. And I mean, I will say I agree with you that it does feel kind of corporate-y, Like I'm just in an office complex. But well, that's because it's you a, are. It's, it's a multi-use building. Yeah. Like you walk into the shared hallway that has the men's room and the ladies' room, and, there's and then oh, there's a nail salon right there, and yeah. then there's like Joe's CPA or you know. Yep. Whatever. Exactly. Uh, Wells did meet us there for a couple of rounds before we... An ESP and an awesome Imperial Stout. Before we decided to part ways and call it call it an evening. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And definitely something that you know Jeff and I need to get better about getting it. Especially me. I'm the worst of the bunch. You're we the worst. Know. Full stop. Yes. 100%. Um yeah, I'm really bad about getting out of the house sometimes, and I really should, but uh, alas, you it know, is it's, what it is. It's especially difficult this time of year. Yeah, when it's balls hot, I do it's, not like, want to be outside. Yeah, nobody wants to be outside, but the problem is, you know, like, as I was talking to my friend, you know, he's like, I can't believe how busy Monday night was. And I'm like, well, it's 99 degrees here. Yeah. Nobody wants to go outside. Nobody wants to go to a dog park. Nobody wants to go for a walk on the greenway. Yep. People want to be in the air condition, but they don't want to be in their apartments. So, yeah. I mean, that was like, to me, um, and I was kind of bummed that Hopfly was, didn't have upstairs open because I actually really enjoy that upstairs space quite a bit, but there was, I mean, there was no need for it to be yeah. open. Yeah. There wasn't um, enough people downstairs. Right. I would have felt like a real jagweed making them exactly. send somebody up there for the two of us. Yeah, exactly. hundred percent. But like w- the first time I went there with Wells, it was really nice to just be able to hang out outside and it was, it's a really cool spot i really like that place uh wells did you get into anything that wasn't hanging out with the two of us well yeah the reason that i was late um late meeting up with you guys is i was checking out uh, a brewery that we're going to be sampling from uh later on in the show and sideways farm brewery we okay. we talked about this on the show episode 488 under the join our hippie commune they were for sale for... Oh, it's that place. Okay. It is that place. Yeah. So it was like a three-bed, three-bath house on like 10 acres of land with a nano brewery on site and tap room included. So you could like buy a brewery and a house in just outside of Brevard, North Carolina. I was already planning on being in Asheville this weekend and found out through the social media grapevine that like this was the last weekend for original owners to be on site before they handed the keys over to the new people. Gotcha. And I'm like, well, I want to check this out before, you know, before new people take it over just so, cause I wanted to go to begin with. And now I want to know if I want to go back. Right. Um, I definitely want to go back, especially since John, their brewer is going to be staying on to kind of help with the transition and, oh, cool. and everything. But uh, it's a cute little spot. If any of y'all listening have been to the um, Fontaflora, the main, the Whipperwill Farm location, this felt like a very junior version of that. It was really cute, really small. The beers were excellent. I'm really glad I made that detour. 
Glad um, that I could also meet up with y'all afterwards. Just curious, what kind of beers? Like, I mean, obviously I know what you brought, but is it was they it had, all like, kind a of that style? Or? And a petite saison. They did have a double IPA that was like traditional West Coast style. Um, it was just a lot of Belgian influence type of things. Everything gotcha. was, you know, can condition or bottle conditioned or keg conditioned. It was it was good. I I don't know. I'd, I'd wish I'd gotten more chances to go up there, but you know, life and all that. So yeah. Um, but I'll be keeping my eye on them moving forward and kind of interested in checking them back out once that transition happens. Cool. Because, damn, they are, they make some pretty good stuff. Uh, so we talked about Catawba just kind of quickly closing doors and everything. Right. And this is the brewery that started in North Carolina and then expanded and then was acquired by the company that was acquired by the Saints owner. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay. And uh, seems like they've gotten themselves into a little bit of trouble. It's it's like they've been in a little bit of trouble for a while. Um, and I was all content to just let one of these stories slide when a consultant is saying, oh, I did some work for them and they owe me like $10,000. Right. Well, that's, or 11000 Yeah, like, that's the event planner, right? That's real rough. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel sorry for you. Like, I'm sorry you got like, Stiffed eleven thousand dollars, like money doesn't grow in trees, especially for a small firm like that. Hundred percent. But I didn't know if eleven grand on its own was going to be a show topic. Well, you know it is a show topic. One hundred and three thousand two hundred and seventy-four dollars and forty-five cents. That's a show topic. Yowzer! That's another vendor that has stepped forward and saying like, so yeah, Catawba owes us money, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so cool. I went from like I don't really want to talk about this on the show to suddenly we I feel have like we need like, to right yeah you know, suddenly we have like almost one hundred and thirty thousand dollars worth of unpaid bills. So are they having issues getting a hold of payment? Are they getting ghosted? Like what's happening? Uh, it seems like it's ghosted. It's like oh we were going to do an audit on our business and and then we were going to like. You know, we'll we'll let you know as soon as the audit's done. Then we'll be able to like take care of you. Okay, the audit's done, and the owners are aware that we owe you money, but we can't pay you right now. And I'm sitting here like, Jesus. Ultimately, like your owner is a billionaire, so knock, yes. knock this off. Ah, uh, yes. But what you fail to understand is this is an LLC, so his money is secure. Right. Okay. Yeah. But that doesn't make it any better. But still, like you no. you have you can get bought out by somebody else, but like pay your bill when when that changes hands. Like and also how do you as a business owner eleven thousand dollars worth of consulting, I can see that kind of falling through the trap cracks, but how do you as a business owner allow a hundred and three thousand yeah. dollars to walk out the door without like Yeah. I mean, and especially since he was doing work on like their vehicles. He had one of their trucks in his care, custody, and control. Dude, wow. hold on to it, my man. Don't yeah. just give it back. Say like, oh, cool. You want your truck back? You owe me some money. Oh, by the way, I installed that a money. kill switch. Good luck finding it. Yeah, but it's like you you owe me some money. Ah, uh, it's just, I don't, it's amateur hour. Yeah, and it I, sounds like it. I mean, amateur hour. Like, I'm not like slamming the vendors. I'm more slamming Catawba. Like. No, How you're slamming you? Catawba's parent company. Because well, yes. the problem is Catawba's getting drugged through the mud for things that aren't ultimately in Catawba's control. It's because the new owners 
decided to be the Jagweeds in this. Yeah, I mean, that's true. Well, whatever the case is, when the time comes for them to say, oh, yeah, we're going to open our South End facility, I don't think anybody's going to care anymore. All I'm going to remember is all this bad taste in my mouth in the fallout of them closing. Yes, but also people don't remember anything. Very true. When it comes to beer. I feel like this one could be different. The the social media outcry has been unusually loud for this place closing. Good. Good. (sighs) And sadly, speaking of a place closing, uh, I didn't even know this was a thing until I got back uh, from Asheville, but uh, the second location of Ginger's Revenge. Which is what? uh, They make ginger beer in the Asheville area. They have a tap room over near Zillacoa. They opened a new, like, South Slope tap room uh, exactly a year ago. And apparently they've decided that they're not going to renew their lease. But gotcha. here's the difference. Um, they were in contact and communication with their tap room staff. Okay. Their staff works at both locations. Nobody's getting laid off. Nice. We're just going to close over here. But hey, guess what? We're going to open our other tap room an extra day. Oh, okay. So it's like, I. It's almost consolidating more yeah, than anything. Exactly, and I think they just expected more out of South Slope. I think it was Look not at, exactly the location that they it needed to be for them. Um, but also, like, I mean, respectfully, Ginger Beer, I, you know, go go there. No, no, no. I, go there. I get it. I get it. I get it. But that's just. I don't. I don't know that that's enough to keep the doors open. I could be wrong. Well, they they are doing really well at their other spot. The okay. problem is, it's just outside of town. Like it's on the border of Asheville proper. Before you cross into think Woodfin, whoever. Sure. But, um, so I think they were hoping for like just an additional revenue stream. Yeah. And maybe that. But South Slope, I gotta imagine, is expensive. It's it's. Probably got to be expensive and also crowded. There's a lot yeah. of other competition out there. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm a little That's sad. A yeah, that is kind of a little sad. sad about it. But you know, hopefully this means their existing business is is doing a lot better. And because yep. I'm I would be legitimately bummed if they were gone. <clears throat> they bring something to the table that like nobody else is doing. That's and true. That's I a good point. Love their ginger beer. Like. I think we've had one or two on the show before, but they have lots. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Really? Well, like, I would remember that. Okay. So, anyway. I mean, I remember Munzler's Revenge, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, that yeah. was OMB, right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm like, mm, hold on. We couldn't remember what it was. We kept calling it Munzler's Revenge. Uh, so you guys remember when everybody was all like anti-Russia and we're not going to do anything and you know you're, we're not going to sell our products over there anymore? Oh yeah, last year, right? Yeah. Um, so one of the big ones was Heineken, and they were like, "We're pulling out of Russia, pulling yep. out of Russia," and they just finally did it now. Yeah, well, a and, year and they later. did it in what I find to be kind of somewhat hilarious way, right? I mean, they sold the Russian business for. A euro. A euro. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> one euro. Yeah. Like, it's not even like, a, oh, we sold it for one Bitcoin, you know, which someday may mean something. Like, it's literally one euro. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, better late than never, right? And selling it at a 300 million euro loss, like, that had to not feel good. Oh, I'm sure it's written off somehow, some way. Oh, I mean, of course it is. But what I do appreciate is the the human cost in this. Um, the 1,800 workers that could have been impacted by this um, are guaranteed jobs under the new owner for the next three years. Oh, nice. So at least there's that. Yeah. Like, but I don't know. I, I can't say I'm drinking a whole ton of Heineken products regardless. I can't say that like, oh, man. I'm not drinking any more Heineken until they get out of Russia type of thing. But, right. you know, good on them for saying this is something we're going to do. Now, it took them a long time to do it, but yeah. they got there. And sometimes that's all that matters. Yeah, good point. Good point. Ugh, speaking of big mega beer conglomerates. Yeah, what the hell issues. is going on here? Uh, well, for starters, <laughs> I think this must be an AMP something. or No, no, no. Uh, Josh, up there the, at, the address, at the address bar. I'll take away Delete the... Delete from the question mark to the right. It's uh, flagging it as a mobile. Oh, yeah, because that must have been like... No, the, no, well, you need to delete out the M question and the equals one. Question mark to the right. Yeah. There you go. Those last four the characters question mark and the, and the M equals one, and there we go. Oh, man, this is... Ah. Welcome to trying to get Josh to do shit. Okay, boomer. Cast. Here we go. Um, okay. Shut up. And we're back. A constellation. You know the the makers of the number one beer in the country right Modelo. now, Modelo. They're having some problems, and it's what? Not, oh, I know production issues. Supposedly, <laughs> uh, I, some of their beers have a rather rank, almost sewage like. Uh, consistency, mm. and okay. so they've been pulling back and stopping distribution, stopping brewing of a number of their keg beers uh, while they get this issue figured out. So we're looking, we're talking about Modelo, Corona, Pacifico, everything. They're they're finally back up and running now, but good luck getting some of these beers for a while. Uh, they're throwing all their effort behind Modelo for the next several months, like. I'm sorry. A once in a generation thing like this Bud Light mess comes along and you have the ability to leapfrog several other beers and become the number one beer in the country. Yeah. All you got to do is not screw up. Right. <laughs> like, like yeah. you have one job, and, you know, like, like a, I got the, the corporate portion of my brain can already see the email from the like VP of whatever that just says, how do we keep this from happening again? Yeah. Like, I don't care what happened. I don't care why it happened. I don't want the explanation for what happened or when it happened. But, like, yeah. it can't ever happen again. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. Like, or in this case, maybe some. Who knows? Like, they said, a bit of shit. They, they said that's not what it is. Of course, they're not going to admit to it. But, they, I like, I find this abjectly hilarious. Like, you finally, like, through, through no... <sighs> they, they didn't get first place because they were the best... Somebody fell down. Yep. They took over and they fumbled the ball too. Yep. So close. Turns out uh, maybe being the number one selling beer in the United States is a curse. Maybe. Yeah, because we're suddenly over two in the last six months. Could be it. Um, probably. I mean, not. It, it, <laughs> probably the, not. It, at the end of the day, we all know that this is just a little blip, and the oh, yeah. AB will be right back up there in about six months. They'll be number one again. 
but yeah, you're right. Like, how could you not capitalize on the momentum? Meanwhile, suddenly in my head, I have this picture of like Jesse and Walter White sneaking in, tainting the Modelo plant. God, you know, you say that. Yeah, Bud Light! You say that, but I would not put it below as dirty pool as they play. AB InBev has done much more questionable things out in the open. So, yes. A little uh, corporate subterfuge going on. I would not be surprised. Speaking of big mega corporations. Yes. God, it's like all we've talked about is like the mega core. More like small places closing or acting shitty. This has been a really negative show. It has. Aside from like You're us. a really negative show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, except here, like, hey, there's actually some growth. Uh, Stone's, uh, Stone Brewing. Who? We, who? Stone Brewing. Oh. You know, the, the, yeah. the makers Ma- of Arrogant Bastard and now Stone apparently IPA. Sapporo. Um, yes. No, they don't want that that uh, that sh- was shitty yellow fizzy beer. Wasn't that what he said that one time? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, fizzy yellow beer. Um, they're really beefing up uh, their Richmond facility. Apparently, they're going to be... They're hiring 54 new people, um, which doubles their salary. You're you're looking at a forty million dollar investment that they're making over the okay. the next little bit, and um, with twelve new thousand barrel fermenters Woo! getting moved in, and yeah. all this is Check for out those cans. they're they're going to be brewing Sapporo out of the Stone Richmond facility for, like, at least the East Coast, if not more. Meanwhile, 2014, uh, Greg Cook just uh, stroked out. Just Yes, and hard. But, so, you know, all right, so I have to, to, and I've talked about this, but ever since the Richmond facility really kind of got up and running, the fact that I can get fresh, like, grocery store stone beer says something. Like, most of what I can get is less than a month old now. The fact that you can, how much of it do you get, though? Honestly, if I have to use Instacart and I'm not in the store, a lot more than you think. Okay. And, you know... Because it's something easy that I know the Instacart shopper can find, and I don't have to play the, no, 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 you know, they send the picture of the beer cooler, no, the purple one, and circle it, like, I can just go... I know what this is. They can find it, yeah. and that's it. And I do that with Sierra Nevada, right? Like that's my go-to brewery yeah. if I'm doing an Instacart order. Like, but I just don't know the last time I really bought Stone. I mean, honestly, I bounce now, bouncing between Stone and Sierra because I know both of them now have East, heavy East Coast pref- presence. Yeah, and everything I'm going to get is going to be a month old or less, which is crazy because I was about to say like. I can't remember the last time I saw somebody buy Sapporo, let alone Stone. Yeah. And yet, the way you're talking, the the stock is getting turned quickly enough yep. that nothing's ever getting old. So maybe they're just not dropping as much to each store. Maybe it's selling. And, you know, I mean, just because I don't see it doesn't mean it doesn't happen, obviously. Exactly. You know, like just, yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, who knows? Maybe it. they're not doing that or... They are getting some decent volume, but you know what's weird is like you said, "Harrigan bastard." I can't tell you the last time I even saw that beer. 
It's all they're hazy. Right. It's fear movie lions. Fear movie lions. It's right. delicious, and yep. it's the regular Stone IPA. IPA. Yep. Can't find anything else. I'll see the Russian Imperial occasionally uh, at the big box store, but not at your local grocer. So some more big numbers about uh, that Richmond facility. Um, they're on track to brew 156,000 barrels this year. Wow. That, I mean, that's a, that's a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, next year, their goal is to increase that 156,000 to 320,000. Jesus. The next year, so that's 2024. And 2025, they're hoping to be at 360 barrels. 60, sorry, 360,000 barrels. barrels. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's crazy. Holy cow. I mean, it's like doubling, and then we're just going to make a little bit more. I mean, wow. I, it's been a slow roll over there. Um, it has. I, I think they foolishly put too much of their energy into a Berlin facility. You think? And then, like, they announced Richmond, and then, oh, it's going to be Stone Berlin. And Richmond, like, I went there once, and it just did kind of seem like an afterthought. Like, the tap room wasn't, didn't seem finished, like, complete to me. Well, yeah, if all your focus is on Berlin, because that's going to be your flagship. Meanwhile, you know, Richmond is there as the, it's probably there more as a functional location than it is, like, an actual tap room. Yeah, it's a logistics place. Yeah. So, I mean, big, big moves from Stone, man. Yeah. This is CO with, like, a little bit of extra. Yeah, exactly. We will see what they really start doing with that when their uh, Sapporo production starts ramping up uh, in November of this year. So, cool. Couple, cool. couple more months, and it's, like, Sapporo time. We can have, like, you know, Virginia brewed Sapporo in your local sushi joint by January. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, we'll have to make some hot pot that night or something. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, Jeffy said you hadn't seen anybody buy it. I was about to say, when's the last time you went to a sushi joint? Because anytime you go to those places, that's like all you ever see is Sapporo or... And that's about the only time I drink it, to be yeah, honest. Same. Yeah, but so that'll, that'll be actually kind of interesting if I can get like somewhat fresh, assuming. Because that's least. really what you care about when you're getting a Sapporo. <laughs> yes. But if it's something I could care about, then I will. Sure. Sure. If, if I have any amount of like the ability to have two week old brewed Sapporo along with my sushi, that's going to be awesome. Like sure. that elevates my experience a little bit. Definitely, that that definitely is a beer that you can have with sushi. I don't know, man. Like, <sighs> yes, like, it definitely is. I already feel high maintenance enough when I go to like a burger joint, and I'm like, hey, what are the last like two or three kegs you got on and like I know when I ask the answer is like oh no yeah cool what do you sell the most of this beer I'm like okay cool I'll take that one you know because so you don't just try to find local when you well, do, do that sometimes yeah okay. but I mean like you know <sighs> respectfully to the breweries here in town sometimes I don't want a copper or a juicy J or you know yeah the the half a dozen that you find everywhere because they're the most popular Charlotte beers. Right. I can get them anywhere. I, I, get I want that. something I get different. That. I get that. Fair enough. I guess I just haven't gotten to that phase in my life of asking those questions. Like I don't always. I Sometimes I'm just, you know... I mean, it definitely depends on where I'm going. If it's a place where there's a shit ton of kegs, yeah. yes, I do worry about 
What's fresh? And I will look to see what is seasonal and then go with that. Yes. And then there are times, the last couple of times I've been to a very specific place and my kids look at me and they're like, you're not getting a beer tonight? And I'm like, no, not worth the risk. Yeah. This is also why sometimes I'd rather just Uber eat things to the yeah. house because I know what I have in there. Yeah. yeah sometimes you just gotta, you know, you gotta, you gotta duck the bad kegs, and so like, yeah. you, know, you gotta be careful about that. And That's I, true. You know, but like you said, we, when you got stuff at home, like that makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Are we uh, ready for break? Yes. You got it. We'll be back in thirty. Time for buy no buy, Jeff. How does that work? Hey, look. So I know it's going to come a big surprise to you. We've been drinking beer as we've been talking, and now we're going to tell you what we've been drinking and whether or not we would spend our money on it. Try to keep it really straightforward and easy. Yes or no? So Jeff, first beer up. First beer up for tonight um, from the aforementioned Sideways Farm Brewery that Wells was talking about. This is Eid Road. I think so. Uh, brew number 78.1 a uh, funky farmhouse ale unfiltered ale naturally conditioned with local wildflower honey Um, I really like this Uh, it's got a whole lot of really good farmhouse saison it's it's bright it's crisp and then it's got that little bit of honey in there that I really think makes it all work really well together Um, this is an excellent beer and I would absolutely buy more of this Wells, where have they been all my life? Um, like and they, Etowah, outside of uh, Navarra, out- yeah, Etowah, North Carolina. If only I had a spare one point five million dollars to like throw in. Oh, it was on only one point five. Yeah. Why didn't you say that? I know. I thought it was six point five. I don't have that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one. I know. Eh. No. Got that right here. Right like, here. like this Hold is on. delicious. It's this is exactly. What's your it's exactly what I look for in a, a farmhouse. Uh, it's got it's that perfect balance Doors between and windows. Like, and oh my god! Some pasture. All right, I'll just stop. Goes. I'm a buy though, Josh. <laughs> uh, as somebody who just absolutely despises honey, like I don't taste it in this at it's all. It's only enough to like bottle condition it, right? Yeah, just yeah. as a priming sugar. Yeah, which, barely there. Yeah, I can barely tell it's it, it's here. This is delicious. Um, already, though, I can feel the old man gurgles and, and burns, so I don't know that I could get through a full one of these, but this is damn well made. So I guess I could call that a buy if I could split it with the two of there you. There you go. I mean, you did. And yes. You know, oh. like for me, I, we, we, we say this every so often. One of the real telling points of is a beer good is whether or not we finish the container of it. Yes. Before we get to I'd tap that. Yes. Because then usually after I'd, I'd tap that, you know, and we'll get to that in a second, you know, that's the end of the show. And I'll mention, you know, you can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash craft beer cast. That's right. Um, 
but you know, typically we don't drink anymore of that show once we've hit that point. Yep. Uh, this is a seven fifty, so that's what twenty four and a half ounces, give or take. Uh, and it's empty. Nice. So we killed it wow. before anything else. So impressive. Next beer up. Moving on. Uh, so again, Josh and I went to Hotfly, and uh, you know, thanks to the folks over there for their hospitality, and they. Uh, we got to talk to him about the show, and, and uh, they sent us home with a four-pack. Yes. So let's talk about some Hot Fly beer. Uh, even though this was donated by Hot Fly, it doesn't mean that they get a free pass. Nope. Nobody gets a free pass on this show. Nobody gets a free pass. And so up first is uh, Tempo, their cold IPA that I was very excited to see on the menu because I'm like, oh, yes, cold IPA. Finally, somebody else here in town's making one. And uh, so help me, I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked it better on tap than I like it out of this can. There's something a little extra grassy, I think, maybe with or or not vegetal, but like there's some there's something different, or it's behaving differently than it did on tap. But it's still a good beer. Um, I think I would just wait and buy it in the tap room rather than in cans. But I'd still buy it. Wells, I'll buy this. Hot damn. Um, Super light, easy drinking, got a nice, crisp, bitter uh, finish going to it. Very light-bodied. Um, God, dip, well, there's a lot less visually going on than there was in that Saison. So um, it's it's good. I don't think it's... I mean, if I, if I see this out on the shelf and I'm in the mood for a cold IPA, I'm definitely picking one up. So thanks for the heads up. It's a bye. Josh. Yeah, it's a delicious, well-balanced, well-made cold IPA. I'm glad this style has not disappeared. <clears throat> I was afraid it was going to, because, uh, you know, we get some flash-in-the-pan styles occasionally. and Brood IPA. Yep. Well, well, that was just gross. And we all agreed on that, too. Like, when that came out, it wasn't like, hey, yeah, no, I, I like this, right? Yeah, it definitely, I will say Brute was not as divisive as a sour, like how some people really love sours, some yeah. people weren't into them. Sours are still around. I hope the sour continues to still be around and absolutely I will buy this beer. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. So uh, again, going into Hotfly and being excited to see all of this beer, especially the fact that they do West Coast IPA. So this is Certainty, a West Coast style IPA. Chinook, Cascade, Motuika. Um, this one's real good. I like this one a lot too. I can see myself drinking this. Um, it's 6.2%. Um, and so it, it I, don't, I don't feel like it would weigh me down. You know, like sometimes you get out like a West Coast and they're in the seven range. Right. Although I guess that's a double these days. But, you know, yeah. it's it's just like it, they've got their recipe dialed in right. I noticed between this one and the next one, they're both 6.2% West Coast style IPAs, which makes me think like kind of like Divine Barrel. They have like a base recipe and then they play with it. Yep. Uh, but this one, I, I like the hops in it, so I'm going to buy. Wells? I'm kind of in the middle on the hop load on this. Uh, really on the fence. Not really sure if it's going to be enough to push me into buy territory, so I better be safe and say no buy. Josh? Um... I do like this one, but I like the cold way, way better. So I will have to know by this one. It's not bad. Uh, actually, I think I like the, the next one up better. So I'll know by this Speaking one. Speaking of the next one, uh, Monarch. 
a West Coast style IPA with Vista and Centennial. Yeah, uh, again, very similar. Um, this one's, I don't like the hops. I actually like the last one more than I like this one. But I had this one now. No, I take it back. I had this one on tap, and I really enjoyed it. And I'm having it now, and go back for another hit. I, I, I do like this one. I'm gonna, I'll buy this one too. Okay. Well, well Lowe's. He's still thinking about it. I am still thinking about it. <laughs> Sorry, I poured you so much. Well, yeah, you poured it to me twice. Um, same situation as before, except I find myself on the buy side of the fence on this. Um, it's it's clean. Um, and I like it enough to spend my money on it. So there's that, Josh. So having this side by side with the last one, and I do remember getting this one on tap too. Um, I think do you I remember went, anything about that day? I do. Okay, good. Just just testing. I do. Uh, I'm just re- joshing you. I remember. Oh, <laughs> I, I remember setting them up, and you knocked them down. Like I was the one that opened the conversation. I'm like, oh hey, we do this beer podcast thing, and then I felt like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. So I just Josh's <laughs> opener is, hey, I heard you like mudkips. So I just was like, Jeff, can I get your keys? And went outside and grabbed my e-cigarette because he literally like went outside, lost eight HP standing out there sweating. And also, he wouldn't have to continue a conversation. Yep, pretty much. Um, I can't wait to tell that story when we're there. <laughs> I am, I, it was underneath uh, some shade. Sure. Some. Very, very little. Uh, but back to the beer. This is, I, I really do like this one more than. It's weird because they are almost equal. It's just obviously you're right. I think yeah. that they kind of have a base recipe and they just play around with the hops. And again, like, I can't be mad about that. I mean, it's, no. one of the, it's one of the reasons that we love Divine Barrel's West Coast IPAs. They've got their base. They play with the hops. And so there's very, like, I know the base is solid, but I don't like that hop. So I'll, I'll skip this one. But that right. hop I do like. I'm totally in. And I don't have to worry about it. Well, and so we didn't even talk about this, but they had an anchovy beer. Yeah. Well, we had, it, we had it the Caesar on... Uh, a show or two ago. Yeah, but no, remember, this was the solo anchovy, so oh, it was right, anchovy right, right, right. hop only. Um, and it was not overdone like some of the other places yeah. around town. Resident Culture is very proud to use the anchovy hop, and they will use it as far as they can take it. Yeah, this one had, well, the perfect balance. I think you would absolutely have loved it. Good restraint. Um, I wish that they had it in cans, because I would have gotten, gotten a can of it. But unfortunately, they did not... Uh, but still, that's not what this is. This is for this beer. I will buy this beer. Uh, final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, Hopflies Dusties. Uh, a 7%. It's a hazy, right? Uh, dusties, Dusties, Dusties. Yeah. New England. Uh, I don't know if I'd go that far. It's a hazy for sure. Uh, when I hear New England IPA, I think of the, like, I have to chew it kind of IPA. And right. That's not quite where this is. This is a little lighter, a little thinner than that. Um Citra Lupamax, Strata, and Mosaic. And I, I'm going to assume that it's the Citra Lupamax in here that's throwing me off. It, there's a weird smell in it for me. And I don't love the style anyway, so whatever. But um, I'll, I'll pass on this one. I, I liked the other three a lot. Uh, but this one, just something about it isn't working for me. Wells? Ooh, that's a lot of Citra. I mean, I've had like some straight Citra beers before that have a little less Citra than this. Um, 
something about it. I'd like to learn more about why I don't necessarily like this one. But uh, just something about it isn't really where I want it to be. It's it's a little... I, I think I like my New England's or my Hazy's a little more like pillowy, little maybe a touch sweeter. Um, and this is a very light-bodied affair with with like a... Like, too much carbonation for my taste or a little too much bite, I think. So, um, decent beer, but just not for me. No way. Josh? Am I weird that I'm getting vegetal notes out of that one? I was like, I, I didn't want to say it again because I felt like I had already said it on, you know, previous beer, but there's like some like grass, like, like well, and grass clippings almost. Here's the weird thing. I had that one on tap. And it was phenomenal on tap, so I don't know what happened with that translation, but I am disappointed, to be honest, that I have two more of those in the keezer, because on tap it was fantastic, but in that can, it's got some weird vegetal note to it that I cannot put my finger on. And you're using, like, Lupul and Max version of Citra, which should help with eliminating some of that vegetal note, too, so I'm confused. Yeah, I, I, I do not like this one. It may be just, I mean, you know, like, look, Sometimes it happens, right? Yep. You, you do hops. You hope for the best. It's good. Enough. Yeah. Jeff, it's time for Ad Tap That. How does that work? Out of these five beers, uh, which is our favorite? Which would we like to have a keg of? Um, what's our best in show? And, and, and for me, it's it's got to be that uh, Eed Road Farmhouse. Um, I, the Hop Life stuff I enjoyed, but... Uh, you know, there's just something when you can find a good farmhouse. I feel like there for a while, every brewery that would open up would open up with the same like boilerplate of five to six beers. And the Saison was one they would always have. Yep. And nobody could ever do it well. No. This is a well done Saison. I can't tell you how many bad Saisons I've had in my life. Oh, Oops. if I had a nickel for every time I had a bad Saison, I probably could have bought. This brewery. Hey, Oz, um, what about you, dude? It's delicious. That Eat Road. It has to be. Um, I'm not sure if it'll make my top ten beer of the year cut, but damn, as far as like, just a well-made, beautiful farmhouse. Th- this is gorgeous. I love it. It's got to be the Eat Road, Josh. So as much as I do like that, I know I could not get through even a full. 750 mil of it without having heart attack city and heart attack heart burn city heart attack city so it's got to be tempo because i really do like that that version of a cold ipa it's damn well made yeah 100 uh, don't get me wrong though that farmhouse is fucking delicious i just know I you couldn't. just know you can't drink enough of it yeah you can't justify a cake yeah exactly i so, get it jeff we're at the end of the show where are we at come check us out on the interwebs craftbeercast.com is where you can find our links, uh, our RSS feed, if that's how you do your podcast. We're on Spotify, and I think we're still on Google Podcasts. Yeah, unless, we are. I still get the uh, unless, email. Yeah, I say unless Google has shut down podcasts, which Who would knows? surprise me. Like, yeah. It would surprise me. And then, like, you know, everywhere that you think you're all set up, and then they're like, oh, wait, no. That thing that you were relying on that you didn't pay enough attention to when you set it up, that's gone, and now you have to do a new thing. So congratulations. Go hire somebody. Oh, and, or- and, and by the way, we did not do the survey thing that Spotify popped up on you guys. If you do listen to that on Spotify, uh, none of us have any fucking clue how that happened. Yeah, when it says Crap Beercast wants to hear your opinion, uh, no. False. Yeah, we do not. 
<laughs> in a lot of cases, those of you that know us well enough know that I'm speaking the truth here. A lot of times we don't care what you think. I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, Chuck will be like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Pretty much. Remember it's no wonder people don't go to patreon.com slash craft beer cast. It's like, there. these fucking assholes yeah. don't give a shit. Like, like I'm literally sitting there like explaining why I mean to Chuck. And then I'm like, oh, that's probably why he doesn't care about us anymore. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, touche. Yeah. I guess I earned that. That's fine. Yeah. Wells, where can they find you? They can find me at all the wells on Instagram. Josh, where are you besides right there? Besides right here, you can go to our subreddit slash r slash craft beer cast. Show, uh, throw show topics up there, news articles, anything you want us to discuss. You'll get at least from me two updates and an update from Wells and maybe. Hey. So you'll get four karmas. All the karmas. Or uh, four of them. Or four of them at least. Um, don't forget to tell a friend, tell somebody, rate and review us on your podcatcher of choice. Uh, next episode is episode 500. What Just are we going to do for it? Fucking crazy. Going to start it off. We will. But before that, we will talk to you all next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>